Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Iron Woman. Very excited to have a repeat guest. I want to say a celebrity <laughs> in the podcasting world, Diane Visca. Please introduce yourself. Hi, Suzanne. It's so wonderful to have an opportunity to talk with you here. Yes, I'm a podcaster, an RNJD storyteller, and I help professional women who are socially conscious, the entrepreneurs and the professional women, tell their about page story because the about page is about you. And when they have the opportunity to really clarify that story, then they can confidently stand up and say, this is my vision. These are my values. This is my purpose. That is a way that they can get heard and understood and influence influence change. Tell us about your podcast. You have 800 episodes. It's 2023. So happy new year. We want to hear from the vision forward, but maybe let's start where we all started. I think it started August of 2019. Then what happened? We did. We did. I, I, For me, a friend said, well, if you don't have anything to do right now, you might want to be interested <laughs> in this program that Seth Godin's got going on as it was drinking from a fire hydrant. It was just one thing right after the other. And it's amazing watching your progress and my progress over the course of that time, how consistent and disciplined both of us have been, you with your guests all the time, all the time, all the time. I gravitated over to the 60 seconds. I found that no one was doing it and I liked it and it was fun. And it was a challenge to be able to come up with a concept or an idea or a message and get that into packed into 60 seconds. And sometimes I go over because it's okay to do that. Sometimes it's 90 seconds or if I do something a little bit longer. But that is what's been taking me probably the past two years because I think the first year, like yourself, I had guests and you were one of them that I gradually moved away from that into the 60 seconds. And that's what I've done consistently. That's what's accumulated the 800 episodes with the idea that maybe we'll hit a thousand if I'm lucky. It will. A thousand podcasts. Then you are with Tim Ferriss, and who else in that <laughs> league? <laughs> oh, yeah. If NPR is listening, I'm ready to take a gig with them. No, I'm delighted. I'm delighted because as on the Simplecast platform, you can see the whole globe of who's listening to our podcasts. To watch the little points of light show up in places all around the world. I saw one in China. I saw one in Russia. I've seen a couple in Ukraine. But that to me is the most satisfying part of it. Then what I do to honor my listeners is at the beginning of each of the 60 seconds, and you've heard this, I'll give a shout out to someone listening in 
and I'll name the place, whether it's a country or a city in the U.S. or in Canada, that I always put a link to where they are. It takes me a little while to visit and discover, but that way, if someone's reading the episode notes and they're curious about what's next week, next week is Vigo, Spain, then there's a link and they can go and discover a little bit about Vigo, Spain. That's my way of saying thank you to my listeners, because I don't have any other way right now of reaching out to them. That allows me to be grateful to them. It's just a charge. It's just a charge to see the globe lighting up in all these all these different places, places I've never heard of before. I, I could not agree more with you when you see the chart and you see the global spread mm-hmm. we have. I think that's the most exciting. But I didn't know that you actually have a link to where people are listening from. That's a add a bonus. I hope the listeners are aware of how much work, how much enthusiasm, how much passion goes into one single episode. It's about researching a place. It's about researching a, a story. And then you always ask a question. You always ask, how can you relate that to your life, to your story? How can you create the story? It's not only just telling a story and telling a story in 60 seconds is not easy. No, it's something that I learned a long time ago, how to distill, bring it down to it's the heart of the message, I guess. That is one thing that I think distinguishes me from, say, someone else that's working in this medium, that we can take a little nugget of information, a message, a story, a point, an experience, and someone listening to that can take it with them through the day. In fact, that's my intention, that there's something maybe uplifting or provocative or thoughtful that they don't necessarily have to answer in the moment. But as they walk through their day, it might pop up. They might think, oh, wait a minute, I heard something this morning that makes sense to me now. And so that's part of the method to the madness, that these podcast episodes come from my experience. And it's almost a way of figuring things out on the air. I imagine when you're talking with your guests, you have things that are particular to you. And in the course of the conversation or based on the guests that you ask to talk with you or your blogs, you're sorting stuff out in your own life. Is that true? It's true. Especially for the blogs. First of all, it's my time. I don't have to talk to yeah. anybody. I can research what I want because my blog is E equals PL3, which is energy equals play. And the L is lifelong learning. I can talk about everything. The same goes for the podcast. There, I am the driver who I'm inviting. But then sometimes I feel I want to talk about this. And then I ask a question and I feel like, oh, we're not going deeper or where I would like to go. Then I have to remind myself, don't be so attached to the outcome. I'm asking me a different question. And when I see how the eyes are lighting up when the people talk faster, that's where we want to go. I think it's about picking up the energy and not having so much of a plan. I think that's a contrary to you. When I was interviewing, when I was having conversations with guests, I followed your lead there. I would have talking points that had come out of our pre- 
converse out of our pre-podcast conversation. I would have an idea of where I wanted to go and where we had agreed to go. But as you say, you'll ask a question and the guest will take it in a direction you hadn't anticipated. The requirement there is that you're really listening and paying attention. As you said, their eyes light up. The pace of their talking goes faster and faster. So now, okay, now you're hitting on something that is important to them. So, okay, you trust the guest because the guest is trusting you. That's where the magic, and that's where the magic really happens in a conversation. With the 60 seconds, it's different because it's more your blog in the sense of this is my platform and I have topics each day of the week, Monday through Friday, has a different category or topic. Whatever I create should fall into that so it makes sense. If someone's only interested in story, then they know Friday is where they want to go. But if they like being motivated, they know Monday is where they want to go. I'm guided by what I see, what I read, what's on LinkedIn, what people are talking about, and also my own experience, because it's a way, like with your blog, it's a way of sorting some stuff out. You know, just mm-hmm. saying, okay, I'm fond of quoting C.S. Lewis, who said, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. <laughs> and that is what I want to have going on. What about Thich Nhat Hanh? I'm always, ah, I need that podcast today from you. I'm so glad you said that. It's always um, a little bit delicate because you don't know how that's going to be received. But when I say my teacher, my teacher Thai, Thich Nhat Hanh, I find that there is a universality about him. To me, he's such a meaningful part of my life. Maybe that's what comes across, that there's like a before Thai and an after Thai. And I still remember when someone introduced me to him. He was speaking, actually, in Pasadena, California. And a friend said, come and listen to this Buddhist monk. I said, okay, fine. We drove to Pasadena and there was a big hall and we were in there. It never occurred to me until after that on my refrigerator, I had had a teaching of his about being mindful when you speak, being mindful when you eat, being mindful when you walk. And it it took that day to put two and two Mm -hmm. together. I really do relish the teachings Mm -hmm. that I've learned from him. It's good to hear that it's a good choice to put it out there. So I'll keep you in mind, putting more. And I just read the book, Zen and the Art of Saving the Planet. Oh, yes. I picked that up and I always say the book comes to you in the right moment. It falls off the shelf into your hands exactly when you need it. He was writing. He was writing up until his final days. Mm -hmm. And there are so many books of his out there. And they're readable, they're easily accessible. So this one, have you started to read that one yet? I finished it. What's your takeaway? I just love it. It's just everything and the reminder. I remember at one point, I don't know if it's in this book or another book, it says like, he's always going to the airport two hours or three hours before so he can do a walking meditation. How can you do a walking meditation in such a place crazy where place. it's so loud and so much light mm-hmm. and many people it's so crazy but mm-hmm. then i'm like sometimes you can be still do mm-hmm. a meditation where it's very loud there are videos documentaries of him with some of the monastics and they'll be leading a walking meditation in a city 
And it's the most powerful image. All of these people coming toward you, very carefully putting down one foot after another. And you almost get the sense it's like a river that's coming toward you. And little rivers are joining up at the top and becoming part of the big river. I have in my imagination now from what you said, seeing him, I could see him in a busy airport walking quietly, step at a time, and people coming in to Mm -hmm. join him. That reminds me, one of the stories in the book, it says, there was a journalist coming to his house wanting to talk about mindfulness. And instead of talking about mindfulness, he invited him to have a cup of tea. Yes, let's sit and have tea. That would be his way. I come to the conclusion many times, that the simplest thing are the most impactful things. So that's why I also think when you talk in 60 seconds with your podcast, that you have to listen carefully as a listener. What does she want to convey? What is the learning? What can I take away from myself? So it's it's actually a wake-up call for us for 60 seconds. For me, I feel sometimes when I'm busy, and especially Friday afternoon, let me just listen to Diane. Then I'm like, all the stress goes away. It's thought-provoking, it's inspiring, but then it's also calming what you convey to the listeners. Thank you. I think that's the power of, of the human voice. The human voice is so primal. They say that babies recognize their mother's voices first. Mothers will be talking to their developing baby while they're pregnant, and the baby, when born, can gravitate to mom's voice. The human voice is unlike any other gift we have. And when I was growing up, radio probably was more important than the TV, only because that's the way my parents grew up. I remember going to my grandmother's and all the uncles would be sitting in the living room with their plate of food on their knees and they'd be listening to the ball game. From a very early age, I became aware of the power of radio versus TV. And I'm a dinosaur in the sense that I believe in the music of the spoken word. I would much rather have someone listen for a short time Because as you say, there are so many things that are going on. And depending on what it is, they can actually feel transported into the experience, into the story, and lose themselves for a moment, and then come back into, quote, reality. There's really a number of different reasons why I keep up with it the way I do, because I want to continue to invite listeners to do that very thing, to listen, to come into the story, to transport themselves in a way. And by doing that, connect with their own experiences, their own stories, because that's exactly what happens in the imagination. Someone will stop listening and walk away and, oh, that reminds me. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. Oh, I wonder if you're exactly, it is coming into it. It's almost like Narnia and stepping into the wardrobe. (laughs) But for a little while, you're stepping into my voice, into my space. But the idea with the intention that it connects you to yours. And that's what I say to people that my, the 60 seconds is really just a starting point message, starting point story. Once it's out there, 
on the airwaves and in your your brain waves, your imagination waves, it takes on a completely different persona, if you will. Mm-hmm. It becomes more of yours. To me, it's a way of saying to someone, I'm inviting you into my space mm-hmm. to see what you can do with it in, in your imagination, in your space. I always feel it's a gift that you're giving us. I can't wait to hear the thousandth episode. That oh, will take either. you <laughs> how many more? 200 more. Because I'm doing five. It might take the better part of a year because there's mm-hmm. five a week. I'm at about, what do we say, about 800? About 800. I should probably look that up to be sure. But yeah, it's going to take the better part of a year to crank those remaining 200 out at five a week. We wish you good luck. Happy recording (laughs) and inspiring others and gifting the gift of listening and imagining. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Always lovely to talk to a fellow podcaster. 800 podcasts, soon to have a thousand podcasts. Congratulations. Take it from the Iron Woman has episodes every Monday or more. And the book is Take it from the Iron Woman, Global Business Coaching with Sports Parallels. Thank you for your support. We wish you all the best for 2023.